0: Hello and welcome to the Social Club podcast. My name is Craig Eden Phillips, and I am welcoming you to a very special edition led by one of our members, Jude Williams from Literacy Pirates, and she's interviewing Dinah Tobias. Dinah is going to workplaces all over the country, helping them to help women through the menopause. Dinah Tobias, it's really wonderful to have you on the Social Club um, podcast, um, and we're going to talk about something that's a little bit taboo. We're going to talk about menopause. So how did you as a senior leader in marketing end up actually establishing menopause or blooming menopause the organization and get into this whole world of training workplaces to be better able to support women um, in menopause
1: um yes well thank you for inviting me along um jude i um i was i was doing I was working in corporates, yes, and then I set up my own businesses and you know as we do, we go through 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 the years and do different things and then things started changing for me um i you know I was a trainer and on my feet a lot doing public speaking, winning competitions in public speaking, and I noticed that i didn't want to do this anymore I felt flat i felt like um i didn't want to go out and see people um i just didn't have um i, I just didn't feel like me. Um, and then I started getting hot flushes, um, classic sign of menopause. And then I went, oh, this must be menopause. And I wasn't prepared for it. And then I found out that most of my friends weren't, weren't prepared for it. And now it turns out that most people don't know about menopause. Um, and being already a trainer, I thought, actually, I think this is a really important topic to talk about in workplaces. So it's not just for helping um, those going through it and to sort of help them understand the things that I didn't know about menopause, but also to help workplaces, uh, the employers, HR, occupational health, uh, line managers to really find ways to support um people going through menopause to support line managers to support their team members and um, ensure that we can retain everybody in the workplace for as long as they want to work because it is a scary time it is a bewildering time it is a roller coaster for many some sell through it but 75 percent of people will struggle in some form or other with some symptoms and um And it's important that they can carry on working and that they and hopefully that they're also getting support in a medical setting and also from their families at home. So the more we talk about this, the better, because nobody wants to arrive like I did at menopause stage of life going, not a clue. Don't know what this is about. Don't know what I should do. Oh, yes, I've got hot flushes. Luckily, I did, because I have friends who never had those, but they had all sorts of other symptoms. Um, and they spent years and years and years not knowing that that was linked to menopause. Um, so unnecessarily uh, struggling. Um, and, we, you know, we, we all need to be there to talk about this and to support each other.
0: Brilliant. So. Just, just explain, because very often we do think about menopause as hot flushes. So what, what, what is it if if it's more than hot flushes? What's, what's going on in our bodies, but also what are some of those symptoms that we're maybe not paying attention to and, and, and don't even think about as maybe being part of menopause? Yeah.
1: So menopause, which often people assume is something that is a middle-aged, middle-aged stage of life, something that happens in maybe the 50s or 50s um, to women, is actually, um, uh, it's not a disease and it's not an illness. It is a natural stage of life for many, uh, which does happen in that sort of 45 to 55 uh, stage um, to anybody who basically is born with ovaries um, and who who menstruates. Um, and uh it's basically the cessation of periods so it's the last period that's menopause but it's actually a term that's used for uh, a whole uh phase um that can last for um anything between seven and 10 even maybe 15 years um in terms of symptoms uh which can show up what's happening is estrogen in the early stages of menopause which is known as perimenopause which means about the time of menopause oestrogen is fluctuating um so that's sort of uh, that oestrogen obviously is associated with fertility um but also um lots of we have estrogen receptors throughout the body so when oestrogen starts fluctuating in menopause it's a bit like um uh, being a teenager and going through puberty, puberty but backwards um and not necessarily in the right direction so we can have lots of things changing and happening in the body Um, There's about 34 symptoms. I'll come on to them in a second. Um, We then have a a last period, um, but you don't know you've had a last period and you don't get a telegram from the queen to tell you. So we have to count 12 months um, after that last period to be considered in uh, menopause, post menopause. So that period afterwards is post menopause. Um, People may continue with symptoms, um, but they'll always be um, in menopause and no longer Have periods or be able to get pregnant. I just want to put a little note in here to say that first of all, it's not just women or people who associate, who who, um, describe themselves as women, um, who will go through menopause. So there are people who identify as a different gender. They could be uh, non-binary. They could be trans men who will go through menopause. So if they've had, if they had ovaries when they're born or they menstruate, they'll go through menopause. And also there's a whole group of people who will um, experience uh, menopause at a different time um, of their lives. And it's not necessarily a natural stage either. So some will have a natural menopause, but earlier on um, about one in a hundred will experience menopause under the age of 40 and some even at a teenage years. Um, and then we have also, um, and that's known as premature menopause, some will then also experience it a little bit earlier in their forties, that's early menopause. And then there's a whole group um, of people who might have a, na- um, a medically um, induced menopause, either because they've had a total hysterectomy um, or they've had an oophorectomy where their ovaries are taken out. Um, or they may go through um, some sort of medical treatment, could be a can- cancer treatments, which are um, uh, blocking their oestrogen. And they will experience menopause symptoms as well. So this could happen at any stage um, of of life. Um, And uh, that can be quite a shocking experience. And it can bring on a whole load of symptoms, which can last for a very long time. So in terms of symptoms, we've got three different types of symptoms, uh, categories of symptoms. We've got the physical symptoms. Um, They could be things like the hot flushes, but also it could be bone ache, joint ache, um, lack of sleep, headaches, um, changes in periods, often an early sign, um, and and strange ones like heart palpitations and and skin changes and tingling extremities those kinds of strange things that you don't necessarily associate with menopause and then you can also um, have uh the cognitive symptoms those are the ones that can be very scary particularly in the workplace um, and can happen quite early on in perimenopause so that could be forgetfulness lack of concentration word loss um, memory lapses etc and then psychological symptoms where you've got um uh things like low confidence mood changes rage um irritability Um, uh, different things like that lack of sociability etc and there's also um um urogenitary symptoms so things like the thinning of the um the tissues in the vagina and around the bladder which can impact um the sort of need to pee um urinary frequency and also could lead to painful sex um and just discomfort in the vaginal area. So that's sort of menopause in in a a nutshell. Um, The average age is 51 for menopause, uh, but as I said, there are different groups experiencing at different times. So you've you've
0: come into this um, uh, world of menopause, but it also feels like this is a time where people are really starting to talk about it. So it feels like it was quite taboo and now it isn't.
1: Why was it taboo and why isn't it now? Well, I think it was very taboo culturally um, because nobody liked to talk about women's issues. In many cultures, it's still not talked about, and um, luckily, there are so many people talking about it. We hope that now, that we hope that somebody will pick up um, some sort of information along the way. Um, so, people also, you know, when when if you go back a hundred years, uh, if people reach that menopause phase. Um, they kind of uh, weren't necessarily working um so therefore it wasn't uh it wasn't uh it didn't necessarily impact anybody and they just got on with helping with things like grandchildren or, or maybe they, they died early, who knows. But now as we've, we've become more productive and more part of uh, the economic uh, world and we have a viable place as women um, in, in, in the workplace, you know, it needs to be taken more seriously. We've been quiet for too long. I think the changes around talking around mental health, for example, have helped mm. things because um, we feel we can talk about all these changes Um it's really important to talk about it now because it's, it has. There's so many uh, women who are struggling, or people who go through menopause who are struggling to stay in the workforce without support. It's, uh, you know, one in four consider leaving, and we can't have uh, that situation. So it's really become important to speak about it um, because we don't want people leaving their important, you know, talent um, that, that we're talking about equity in the boardroom and senior management teams and retaining talent and inclusivity well that includes those people who might be struggling to perform day-to-day duties and also you know we hear more and more of, of of relationships people splitting up and and divorce and this is because menopause often you know it's at that menopause stage of life and because people haven't talked about it, they don't talk to their partners. So now we're giving each other permission to talk about it and shout about it, and we can't shout about it enough because we've been silent for too long.
0: Thank you. One in one in four women consider leaving the workplace. That's that's a pretty extraordinary stat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's really clear that actually, if you're going through any of this, then you know there is support out there. Go see your GP, HRT. And so forth. What I'd like to concentrate is, and you could just take us through, what does it mean in the workplace? You know, as as chief execs, as senior leaders, what, what can we do in our workplaces to make sure that actually that one in four um, woman doesn't leave?
1: Well, absolutely. The first thing is really to break the taboo. And I think the external um, noise from celebrities, from parliament, from, you know, activity in parliament um, is helping that. Um, and campaigners out there and people like myself talking about menopause uh, that's changing and giving permission to people to start raising that as an issue for leaders it's making sure that they don't make this just a women's issue this is not something you just talk about in the women's network if you've got one this is about something that everybody especially leaders if they speak out about it and they say my partner's going through it or I support various people in my my team, then it gives everybody else permission to start talking about it. So creating that awareness with all colleagues is super important. Ensuring that line managers understand legally their obligation, the obligations, and understand what's discrimination um, and what they should and shouldn't be doing. Um, And menopause is not a protected characteristic in law, but it is supported through the Equality Act Act. Uh, based on age gender and discrimination uh, age gender and disability menopause is not a disability but some of the symptoms could be deemed to be um, a disability so it's really important that managers understand that and they understand some of the um, ways to make it easier for their team members to open up and say do you know what these sorts of things this is how I'm struggling and these are some of the things that could help me in the workplace and some of those things that could help We call them reasonable adjustments, which HR and occupational health uh, can help put in place. Are things like access to um, better ventilation, um, to fans without making a big fuss about it, Um, access to toilets, to changing facilities, better uniforms if someone wears a uniform that are breathable, breaks in the day, quiet rooms. And, and and flexible working, which can be great, but flexible working comes in different forms and it needs to work for that individual in terms of how they're struggling or, or dealing with their menopause symptoms. So being open to making those changes is a really good uh, thing for employers to be doing and they should be doing, particularly under the Health and Safety Act at Work Act. Um, making sure that uh, if there is a policy in place, people understand what it is and where it is and what their responsibilities are. Um, And and also ensuring that those going through menopause have someone to talk to, and it may not be their manager. So it may be ensuring that there are counsellors on hand, that their employee assistance programme can help um, and that they understand menopause, because we shouldn't assume that employee counsellors necessarily understand what menopause is. Many GPs don't sadly again this is changing
0: yeah um, and it's really great to hear um, how things are changing and and also you know some of those examples of the things that we can be doing um just what why don't we sort of finish off with you just um giving us a taste of the kind of thing that you offer through blooming um, menopause
1: yeah thank you yes i i go into organizations and i work not just with the the people going through menopause themselves which i do through um uh Sessions that are specifically for them, but I work with employers to um, develop a policy, if that's what they want, or guidelines, and certainly give them guidance on that. I run workshops for line managers and HR and leaders, leaders, so that they really understand what they could and should be doing and sort of bring it to life for them and think about their specific workplace and what we need to do. Um, but I also do awareness webinars for all employees and I love it when, you know, um, people finish off having having listened to me maybe and interacted with me for about an hour and a half going okay there are some things that I really have been putting my head in the stand about here and I know I could do either because they're supporting someone or they're going through menopause themselves and um and that for me is 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 a fantastic outcome what's even better is when I have um, that the, the solitary men that, that, that are brave enough to turn up and should be turning up who say why are my team not here why are all the male line managers not here I need to tell them about this because they suddenly have light bulb moments about what's been going on for members of their team or their family or, or the wider you know within their wider organization and network
0: brilliant thank you so much um look we've had a quick taster into the world of um menopause um and hopefully people will pick this up and and go to your website at uh, bloomingmenopause.com or um start those conversations um in their own organizations um dinah thank you so much um for being part of the the wider conversation but also for talking to us today um, at the social club thank you
1: thank you